Greetings and welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer, now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix and owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit that bloody subscribe button. On this week's episode of How to Control the Outcome in Business, I will go over yet another ace-in-the-hole technique I use to thrive in my professional career. Having goals is absolutely necessary. However, being attached to the results in exactly the way you want them can be incredibly destructive. So how do we balance them both? Well, that's the entire topic on this week's episode of the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. And thanks so much for being here. Greetings and welcome. I have a lot of ground to cover today. So I want to kind of jump right into it. So controlling the outcome is something that is obviously desirable by us all, right? I want to really kind of get into the steps of what I believe success is and what I believe how destructive expectations can be and how destructive putting unrealistic goals upon oneself. I'm all about goals. Listen, I love goals. I love goals. But I want to talk about a little bit of the philosophy that I have adopted. And trust me, it took me a while to figure this out. But over the past 12, 13, 14 years, I have managed to adopt a philosophy that has served me well. I'm going to take you back to Northern England when I was a little boy. And my father said some really profound words that really registered with me which he said, he said this, because he grew up in the industrial north of England. I don't think he particularly liked his job, uh, as many people of that era didn't, and I'm sure many people of this era don't. And he said to me these words that really registered. He said, if you can find a job that you like, you are going to be happier than 98% of the population. Let me repeat that because it's really powerful. If you can find a vocation or a career or a job that you like, you are going to be happier the 98% of the population. God rest my father's soul. He couldn't be more accurate, more true. I live in Los Angeles and there's a lot of people who are here in LA and there's a lot of people from around the country that are going to watch this and, and some people from around the world. But LA specifically is a city, and I have children here, so I'm very mindful of this, is a city that has and always has had, and don't get me wrong, because I love LA. I love LA but there is a lot of fake stuff here. There is a lot of fakers. There's a lot of people that drive around in maybe an expensive car and then pull into their one bedroom studio apartment in North Hollywood. I'm not talking about realtors. I'm talking about everyone, you know, and I find all of that stuff really, really damaging. I'm actually going to revert. I've written all these things down and I'm going to start in reverse, which is if somebody said to me, would I rather make well, not, let's not say 10 million because 10 million is a really big number. But let's, let's just say if somebody said to me, do you want to make a couple of million dollars a year and feel like you're chained to your job? Or would you rather make, you know what, scratch that. I want to start this again. This is if you're single, 
right? If you're single, would you rather make a million bucks a year doing something that you hate? Or would you rather open an espresso bar in Vietnam and just have a quality of life that is, is beautiful? Because, okay, let me, let me, let me drill down on this. What I see happening over and over and over again with lovely young people that get into the real estate business, there are people that get into careers, the pressure, the pressure to succeed makes them miserable. Let me re- rephrase that because this is such a fundamental point of what I'm saying today. The pressure to succeed makes people miserable. It makes them slaves to their careers. It makes them slaves to their lifestyles. Like I know, and I represent and have represented many people whose lifestyles have got really, really big and really, really expensive, and then they become a trap. And what happens is people, whether they're actors or musicians or real estate agents or whatever you are, whatever you are, it doesn't matter because then you fall into the trap of expectations, right? Well, I made a million bucks last year. So I'm going to make a million bucks this year. Or what happens is I made a million bucks last year, so I need to make 1.5 this year. Pressure, right? Nothing wrong with goals. Don't confuse goals with pressure. Goals are a separate thing, right? So then we get into expectations. Expectations, ladies and gentlemen, are freaking toxic. They are absolutely toxic. I'm not saying when you walk into a listing presentation or if you're a young entrepreneur and you're pitching a product to a an angel investor, we can be optimistic and hopeful, but if we are absolutely rooted in the results and we don't get what we want, what happens? You get depressed. Your self-belief begins to wane. It begins to weigh on you that you're a failure. Results, the same thing as expectations. It's all freaking toxic. So controlling the outcome, which is a little bit clickbaity, none of us can control the outcome. The trick is this, to be happy with the outcome, whatever happens. To be happy with the outcome, whatever happens. I happen to be really fortunate because, shit, I'm going to mention sobriety again because it's a really big part of my life. I try not to promote this stuff, but and I try to be discreet. But in sobriety, I learned that I'm not in charge, right? I am not in charge of what occurs. The only thing I am in charge of is what? The only thing I have any command over are my actions. And my actions to my clients obviously must be the best they possibly can be. My act, but it doesn't just end there, right? In all my affairs is something that I live by. So I treat my agents, my clients, my wife, my kids, somebody at the bus stop, somebody in Get in Ralph's or in Gelson's, somebody standing in front of me, a waiter. I try, I try, I try and treat everybody identically because then when I treat every, if I, if I give, it isn't like, like the words of JFK. I'm not looking for what I can extract from a relationship. I'm looking for what I can give. And then the results are not up to me. And guess what that gives me? That gives me freedom because whatever the result is, I'm happy with it. Even if it's a bad result, I had a bad result this morning. I had a $6 million listing that says, you know what? We're not going to buy it. And it's okay. At first I get that, oh, that's a bummer. And it is a bummer. But I have to believe there is a bigger plan at foot. Maybe the person that was going to buy it was going to trip over and die in it. Or maybe they were going to build something that was horrible. I don't know. I stay out of the results. I stay out of expectations. 
What I can deal with is this, ladies and gentlemen. This is a beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful phrase that if you ever find yourself scratching your head going, what's going on? Why am I not succeeding? Why can't I win? This is the phrase to bust out. We have knowns and unknowns. The only thing we can control are the knowns. How am I going to react with my seller today? How am I going to speak to my mother today? How am I going to handle myself with that first buyer? And then the, the expectations go, well, this guy can't afford the house. Why am I going to even put my heart and soul into this? This guy's a student. He can't afford a woman. And then we go down that road and then we give poor performance. It doesn't turn into a deal and we wonder why we don't succeed. Okay. For me, I would put anybody in the back of my car. I mean, not anybody. I would do some kind of research as to who they are. But everyone I met would get amazing service, right? Everyone I met and meet will get amazing service professionally and personally. That's the key. What I find is, and I see lovely young, these lovely young minds that come into real estate. Los Angeles real estate is a meat grinder, right? It's an absolute freaking meat, meat grinder. And I see these people coming into real estate and they're new and they got the licenses and I'm going to have 20 deals in my first year. I'm going to sell 20 million in my first year. And God bless them. I'm all about having goals and I'm all about trying to reaching for the stars as long as if you don't hit them, those stars, it doesn't crush you. And I see these wonderful person after wonderful person after wonderful person, not at my company, but at other companies. I see them quit. I see they get them get so despondent that things are not happening that they just bail. And everybody that sits down at PLG, if they're a new agent, and I tend not to take new agents, but if they are a new agent, I say this to them, get ready because the next 18 months are going to be like sitting in a ring with Mike Tyson. And every time you raise your head from the mat, Mike Tyson is going to smack you down again. And it's going to take about 18 months for you to get a foothold. Can you handle that? Because I like to lay the groundwork in a more accurate way. Everybody else says, oh, it's great. You'll sell 10 million and da, 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 da. The other thing is this. The other key is, and we've spoken ad nauseum about being your true self. I'm not going to go down that road today. But I am going to say this. In whatever career you're in, and obviously I have a high percentage of real estate people that watch this, do the stuff you love. If you love talking about architecture in the Hollywood Hills, but you love it, right? It isn't just because you think other people will love it when you talk about it. But if you like architecture in the Hollywood Hills and you're a bit of a buff and you know about it and you know the new builds and you don't, and you know the ones that are bad and good and this and that, talk about it because you're passionate about it. When you light up, guess what happens? Your clients light up. If you like to talk about polo or if you like to talk about soccer or if you like to talk about the theater, whatever it is, a lot of people that are in your tribe, which is what I call your client base, a lot of people that are in your tribe are going to see you light up when you talk about it. And then they're going to feel this affinity towards you. And then they're going to, they're going to love working with you. Like I rolled up at a house yesterday. A client called me out of the blue. I was wearing flip-flop shorts and a big old baggy t-shirt. And I had my three kids who had all recently had ice cream. So they were very hyper, but it was one of my music people. And I met him at a house with my band of, of, of merry children. And I looked awful, but I walked in and I knew my stuff. I was passionate about it. I liked him. I knew what he was about. It was genuine. It was beautiful. And it was just an amazingly good vibe. 
and it was an expensive house and hopefully I'm going to be working with him. I didn't feel like I needed to put on any kind of veneer because I love, love, love working with creatives. I love working with a music crowd. So the creative crowd can feel that, right? I don't necessarily vibe, no offense against doctors and accountants. You know, I've not really worked with that many doctors and accountants. I think there's probably a reason for that. And the other thing is this, I want to, I want to, I want to finish with this. A lot of people, and, and I get it, there's a lot of pressure through social media and, the, and people like to get Yeezys and they like to get their, you know, expensive designer clothes. And, you know, there's, there's kids that are <sighs> doing these Instagram posts that are just, just, they're putting so, so much intense pressure on themselves, which is this, the moment you feel like you are working just for money is the moment it's over. It's the moment that I grab my stuff and I go and open that espresso bar slash surfing shop in Vietnam. Do I know how to do it? Of course I don't, but I'd figure it out. Because I am never going to be chained in expectations. I'm never going to be chained into results. Because if my expectations and my results are fueling my decisions, then guess what? I am not making the right decisions. When I am free and I keep my head out of expectations and only in service, and whatever the results are, I am fine with. I have one commitment and one commitment only, which is this. I must wake up every single day and bust my ass. I have to work hard. I have to give it everything I've got, and then I stay out of the results. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the magic. That is how you take control by utterly relinquishing control. It has made me so much a happier person. 15 years ago, I thought that I was somehow in control of my destiny. I now realize I have utterly no control over it whatsoever. I work hard and I take chances and I take risks and I do this and I do that. And it kind of nudges me down the road of whatever. But ultimately, I am not in charge. I am here to be of service and I'm here to work my freaking ass off. Last line that I want to finish with is this. I don't remember where I got this line. Shit goes fast, even though it's long. Talking about life, right? Shit goes fast, right? We've got a long life, but it goes fast. And if you find yourself in a position, in a job that you are hating, I'm not saying walk out today, but I'm saying make plans about how you can change your environment, your work environment, and your goals and everything along with it, because as my good old father said, God rest his soul, if you can work in something you love, you will be happier than 98% of the planet. Thanks to the internet and thanks to entrepreneurialism and thanks to not relying on publications to advertise anymore, people that have a goal and have a dream have a much bigger shot of being successful. So I implore you, get out there, give it everything you've got, Write down your goals. Yes, write down goals, but understand there is magic uh, about staying out of expectations and out of results and only in to service, knowns and unknowns. 
talks about it for another episode of the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, thanking you from the bottom of my Northern English heart for being with me on this episode. I will be back again next week. I do thank you for your comments. I do thank you for your emails on all the correspondence I've been getting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It really does mean the world to me. And please feel free to share this podcast with someone else that you think may get value from it. And until next time, this is Pete Lorimer out.